Good morning, truth. The baby Jesus. He was born in a manger, not because his parents lacked finances, for they petitioned suitable accommodations, but because there was no room available in the inn, they made do with the manger. If the innkeeper had any idea who the child was that would be born on his grounds in his manger, I just believe he would have given up his own room to accommodate the woman carrying this baby. And I just believe if the world today embraced or even entertained the just of who this baby was and is, the celebration of Christmas, which was initiated to celebrate this baby's entry into the world, would be less commercialized and more sanctified. One of the most important questions this baby asked as a man walking out his mantle of ministry is in Matthew 16, 15, when he asked his disciples, who do the people say that I am? The answers varied, just as they do today. Jesus went on to ask a more pressing, a more personal question, likely wanting to know the mindsets of those who called themselves his disciples, those who called themselves followers of his teachings. He went on to ask his disciples, who do you say that I am? Peter answered and said, you are the son of the living God. Jesus then affirmed the truth of Peter's answer and promised that upon that truth, he would build his church. I want you to understand that a church is not a building. A church is not the keeper of a religion. A church is a body of believers. Believers who honor and know Jesus to be the son of the living God. Believers who are committed to spreading the gospel. What also cannot be ignored and must be grasped when formulating our explanation of who we say Jesus is, is in the word of God that came forth via prophecy before Jesus' feet ever touched the earth. The scripture tells us in Matthew 1.23, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translates to God with us. Jesus was his birth name, his legal name. The name Joseph was commanded to give him. The name Jesus was told to be given to him because it was tied to his assignment of saving people from their sins. Notice the scripture reads, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translates to God with us. Emmanuel was and is what we would refer to as a nickname. Nicknames tend to be tied to one's character, who they are at the core of their being. 
And in some instances, only those closest to a person refers to them by their nickname. And then there are others who only know a person by their nickname. Jesus' nickname is one that certainly gives clarity to the core of his being, the essence of his being, God with us. Jesus' nickname is also one that only those closest to him know him by. In biblical times, just like today, there are many variations regarding who people say Jesus was and is. Some want to sound, you know, liberal, put him in a box and proclaim him to be love. Others refer to him as a good teacher, while still others proclaim him to be an example of righteousness. Jesus was and is the epitome of love, yes. And he certainly was and is the greatest teacher to ever walk the earth. And no one can rightfully dispute he was and is the manifestation of righteousness. These descriptions describe the character of the man Jesus. But the question that still lingers in the air is who was he? Who is he in all of his glory? In John 14 verses 9 through 10, Jesus answered the people and he said, Don't you know me, Philip? Even after I have been among you such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us your Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. And if you turn with me to John 1 and 1, the scripture reads, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Drop down to verse 14 as it gives more in-depth clarity. As the scripture reads, and the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and full of truth. Again, reflecting back on there being no room in the inn for Mary to lay as she gave birth to the manifested flesh of God. I believe wholeheartedly if the innkeeper had only known, he would have made a sacrifice to accommodate them. The innkeeper had no clue. So he made no accommodations. The innkeeper had no clue. So he made no sacrifices. If he had only knew, he would have deemed it necessary to inconvenience himself to provide and extend suitable accommodations. This morning I have some questions. What accommodations have you made for Jesus in your inn, in your home, in your heart, in how you lead your life? 
What sacrifices are you willing to make to accommodate Jesus? I remember some years ago going to a birthday party for one of my cousins. And when her husband brought the cake out, on the cake it read, Happy Birthday Foot. Everyone had puzzled looks on their faces. And finally, the weird silence broke as someone asked, Okay, what's up with the happy birthday foot? And my cousin laughed and said, When we first met, he used to call me his sugar foot. Now, after being married all of these years, he has shortened it to just foot. Now, most of us would be insulted by such a nickname being shortened. But true love and familiarity of one's heart extends a unique connection not understood by outsiders who are not invested in that covenant. How comfortable have you come with Jesus through all of the years, through the ups and the downs, through the exaltation of his grace and his mercy and his faithfulness to you through the storms. His faithfulness in the times when he was there for you, when no one else showed up. And you think back on the things that you and he have been through that outsiders have no clue to. Emmanuel, God with us. Are you comfortable enough with him to shorten his complete nickname and just call him God? For all of you who know Jesus, for all of you who have become comfortable with him, for all of you who know more about him than the outsiders, for all of you who have made room for him in your end, for all of you, that are exalting Christmas to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. For all of you that are exalting your celebrations to honor the baby born in the manger with no room in the end. For all of you that know him well enough to call him by his nickname, join me in saying, Happy birthday, Jesus. Happy birthday, God. Remember, when you start your day with truth, blessings throughout the remainder of the day is inevitable. Next time you're riding down the road in your car, sing this to the Lord. You'll get where you're going much faster. Come. Let us come, let us adore him. Kneel down before him, kneel down before him. Worship and adore him, worship and adore him. Come on, say it again. Come, come, let us. Presence, Lord, worship. Help me say, Emmanuel. Come on. 